ಸಹನಾವದು ಸಹನೋಭನಕ್ತ ಸಹವೀರ್ಯಂಕರವಹೈ ತೇಜಸ್ವಿನಾವಧೀತಮಸ್ತು ಮಾವಹೈ ಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿ
And thus, waking, dream and deep sleep, these are the experiences that we go through every day in our life and the objects that we experience in those respective states remain only in those states, whereas I pass from one state to the other. That shows that I am unconnected to everything. Had I been connected to the waking state, then along with me, a part of the waking experience also should come, but that does not happen. It all remains here. Meaning I, can, I am able to discard them at will. Like an actor who can discard one costume and can put on another costume and take another role. And similarly also, I am able to wear the costume and of this gross body and experience what we call the waking world. Then I discard that costume and enter into another role called the dream world. I discard that also, enter into another experience called the deep sleep experience. That shows that I, the self, is Asangaha. And who am I? Merely a Sakshi or a witness. So what's the nature of self? Self is the entity who experiences waking, dream and deep sleep states. And who is that entity? That is common to all the three states. The waker, what is common between the waker, the dreamer and the deep sleeper? What is common? The gross body is not there in the waking or in the dream or the deep sleep state and therefore I cannot call it the self. If this body were the self, then I should experience it in the dream state also, in the deep sleep state also. I don't experience it. That shows that the body is not the self, otherwise I would always remain conscious of it. <coughs> even the mind also cannot be called self because even the mind also does not have entry in the deep sleep state. Even the mind is not functioning. And therefore, the body, the senses, the mind, I am not, I am unattached to them, unassociated with them. I am merely the witness of the man. In this manner, this is called the Anvaya Vitareka, the method of agreement and disagreement. That when the waking state is, I am. But in the dream state, I am, but the waking state is not. <coughs> so, when the waking state is, I am. When the dream state is, I am. In the dream, I am there, but waking is not there. That shows that this waking world I am not. In the deep sleep, I am there, but the dream is not there. That shows that the dream I am not. <coughs> and thus by this constant analysis, we find that the self is none other, nothing but a witness who is the, who is unconnected or unrelated. This is how you can find Sakshani Asangata Adhyavasiyade. This is how we come to this uh, ascertainment. We come to this ascertained knowledge that I cannot but be the witness. I cannot but be the witness of everything who is unconnected, unrelated to everything. I do seem to pass through various experiences but I am connected with none of them. All of those are like the costumes of an actor. Just as an actor is unconnected to the role he is playing, unconnected to the costume that he is wearing, and that's the reason why, at will, the actor can discard the costume. At will, he can change the role. And similarly also, I am able to discard at will the costume of the waking state, the costume of the dream state. I am at will able to pass from one state to the other. That shows that, asangaha, I am unconnected, unrelated. And this is how we come to this ascertained knowledge about the self. <coughs> And in the different verses now, 
the same nature of the knowledge of the self, which is uh, described in different Upanishads, is being presented here. We saw the verse 213. It says, Jagrat Svapna Sushuptyadi Prapancham Yat Prakashade Tad Brahmaha Mirijnatva Sarabandai Pramuchade. This is what Kaivalya Upanishad says. That one, when one discovers as to who am I, I am that Brahman, I am the limitless, the awareness, that awareness I am. Which awareness that is? Jagrat Swapna Sushuptyadi Prapancham. The Jagrat waking, Swapna the dream, Sushupti the deep sleep. The one that illumines all the three states, the waking, dream and deep sleep states. That illuminating consciousness I am. That's the only common element. That's the only persistent or constant element in all the three states. Everything else in the waking dream, everything else changes. The one thing that remains persistent or constant is the witness consciousness. The consciousness that witnesses the waking state, the same consciousness that witnesses the dream state, the same consciousness that witnesses deep sleep state, and that consciousness I am. When this ascertainment comes, and that consciousness alone is called Brahman, the limitless. Because consciousness does not have any size or any shape or any boundary at all. So consciousness or awareness is boundless. All the boundaries are in awareness. Awareness itself has no boundary. So that which is free from all the boundary, meaning free from all sense of limitation, alone is Brahman. So Brahman, the witnessing consciousness, that is what I am. Tad Brahma thus knowing the self. Knowing the self as Brahman, meaning the limitless, which is the witness consciousness. When I see the fact that I am that Sarvabandaihi Pramuchare, one gets free from all the bandha, all the bondage. So one becomes free from all the bondage when one realizes this, that who am I? I am the witness consciousness, which is without any boundary, without any bondage. How do I get free from all the bondage? Because all I become free from is what? The notions of doer and the enjoyer. So kartrutva, bhoktrutva, all of these are the notions that I entertain about myself. That I am a karta, a doer of an action. Bhokta, the enjoyer. So whenever I take myself to be a doer or an enjoyer, then I feel always a sense of limitation. Because moment I look upon myself as an agent of action, I see all various limitations in me. I can only do a given thing at a given time in a given place, and so this doer is limited in every way. When I look upon myself as an experiencer or an enjoyer, then also I find myself limited in every way. Because what can I experience? Whatever my sense organs can present within the limited range. As a doer, as an enjoyer, I find myself a limited being. When I discover that I am not the doer, I am not the enjoyer, I am merely the witness awareness, then I become free from these notions of doership, enjoyership. And that is called freedom, sarvabandaihi. That is really the bondage. So bondage is nothing but this notion that I am the doer, I am the enjoyer, from which all the other various notions come. I am happy, I am unhappy, I am good, I am bad, I am right, I am wrong. All the various notions, all of them are on account of taking myself to the body or the mind. And when I discover myself to be different from them, the body I am not, the mind I am not, I am just the witness of the body. I am the witness of the mind. I am the eliminator of them. 
when I see this fact, I become free from all the various complexes that were generated on account of taking the self to the body. <coughs> now the same trend discussion and the same trend is continued, says in the verse 214. Eka Jagrat Swapna Sushuptishu Stanatrayavyati Tasya Stanatrayavyati Tasya Punar Janmana Vidyade Punar Janmana Vidyade Says Jagrat Swapna Sushuptishu Ekhayavatma Mantavya One must see this fact Jagrat Swapna Sushuptishu in the waking, dream and deep sleep state, how many eyes are there? How many self is there? The self who is a waker or the experiencer of waking state is the same self which experiences the dream state. Is the same self that experiences the deep sleep state, isn't it? It's not the fellow who is awake and the person who goes to dream is a different person and the fellow who is asleep is a third person and the fellow who wakes up is a fourth person, no. The one who was awake Alone was dreaming and alone is sleeping. This we know from our own recollection. When I wake up in the morning, I recollect this fact. That I went to bed last night, then I dreamt all these things. And then I am the one who also experienced the deep sleep. And so when I woke up in the morning, I was all rejuvenated, all fresh. So, this is how we recollect. So, ekhaivatma mantavya, that in Jagrat, Swapna, Susupti, in the waking, dream and deep sleep, in all these states, Atma or the Self is one alone, not many. Now, when I say that there is only one Self in the waking, dream and deep sleep, then what can be the nature of that Self? That which is common between the waker, the dreamer, so the one who is waker, alone is a dreamer, that alone is a deep sleeper. Because the one who is awake, alone goes to dream and he alone goes to deep sleep. So the waker alone is a dreamer and that alone is a deep sleeper. In that case, what is the common element? <coughs> it is like an actor <coughs> who wears different costumes and assumes different roles. As I said, in one, uh, sometime he may act as a beggar, some other time he may act as a king, some third time he may act as a rich man. And the, who is the one who is common to all these roles? The costumes are varying, but the one who wears the costume is common and similarly also, I am the one who is now the waker, then the dreamer, then the deep sleeper. And so this waker, dreamer, deep sleeper are the different roles that I am playing. What is common to all the roles? <coughs> Only I, I, I. That alone is common. Because where wake, the waker is not then the dreamer, and dreamer is not then the deep sleep. And all there is is I, I, I. I without any qualifications. I, without any attributes at all, that I alone is common. And that is my nature. <coughs> this waker I am not. The dreamer I am not. The deep sleeper also I am not. Waker is the role that I am playing on account of the costume of this gross body. The dreamer is another role I am playing with reference to the costume of the subtle body. And the sleeper I am, that's the third role I am playing with reference to what they call the causal body. But then, 
is on account of the costume that I am wearing that I assume different roles. But who am I? Without any role, without any costume. Plain and simple I. And what's the nature of that I? I that ever persists. I that never diminishes. I that is ever awake. I that is ever shining. That I alone is awareness. That alone is Kochit. And since that awareness never diminishes, it ever exists, therefore it is called Sat. And therefore, I am Sat, I am Chit. I am existence, I am awareness. And that alone is the connecting link between all the three states. Like a thread that informs the different flowers in a garland. So where one flower is, the other flower is not. Where the second is, the third is not. Just as the thread is the one that informs them all. And so also, that one plain and simple I, which is Sat and Chit, or existence and awareness, is that which informs all the three states. And that is my nature. <coughs> Jagradadishu avasthasu ekahevatma mantavya sthanatya vetitasya punar janman vidyate evam vivekajnana sthanatya vetitasya avasthatya vivitasya atmanaha So, as we say, I am not waker. Waker is not apart from me, but I am not just a waker. You see, when that actor assumes the role of a beggar or a king, then we say that actor is not the beggar, even though beggar is not apart from the actor. Actor is not the beggar. Or when the actor assumes the role of a king, we say that actor is not the king, even though king is not apart from the actor, actor is not the king. And similarly also, even though the waker is on account of I, I am not confined to the waker or the dreamer or the deep sleeper. Who am I? I am distinct from all these three. I am distinct from the waking state, I am distinct from the dream state, I am distinct from the deep sleep states. Sthanatraya <coughs> and therefore I am not confined to any of these states. Sthana means from all these different states, I am distinct from all the states. That's the reason why at will. It's like the three cities. That's the reason why very often the three states are compared to three cities. The waking is one city, dream is another city, deep sleep is third city. Waking is called golden city, dream is called silver city, deep sleep is called the uh, iron city. Gold because it is shining. And so waking state is all shining, so it is called gold city. Dream is called silver city. And deep sleep is all dark, tamas, therefore it is called iron city. And there is a story also, by the way, of Lord Shiva. As to how there was one demon who could at will go from one, there were in fact supposed to be three demons. Each one of them had an independent, uh, what shall I say, rocket or a flying city. See, all these, all these kind of stories are to be found in the mythological structures of India. That these demons, each one of them, these three brothers, each one of them had a city of his own. One fellow had a golden city, other fellow had a silver city, third fellow had an iron city. And they could fly at will. And nobody could destroy them. The only time you could destroy them is when, once in one thousand years, when they come in alignment, at that time if somebody can shoot one arrow and penetrate all the three in one stroke, then alone these three fellows could be killed. This is a story. And so, this, these demons were called Tripura. Tripura means three Puris or three cities. And so this demon was called Tripura Asura. And so, only when these three cities could come in alignment, and that happened once in one thousand years, just for a moment, and you wait for that moment. 
And then, there may be someone powerful enough to be able to strike an arrow which can penetrate all the three cities in one stroke. Nobody could do this. So they requested Lord Shiva. And thus, Lord Shiva had a big retinue, big paraphernalia. He ordered the earth to become the chariot. He ordered the sun and moon to become the wheels. He ordered the creator to become the charioteer. He ordered Lord Vishnu to become the arrow, you know, and things like that. He, he ordered Sheshanaga to become the, the string. And with this kind of an equipment, when at one point all the three cities were in alignment, he shot the arrow and the arrow pierced and that is how the demon was supposed to be killed. Therefore, Lord Shiva is called Tripura Asura. Tripura, Tripurari, meaning one who is the enemy of the demon Tripura. But that story shows, in fact, this ego. Ego is a big demon. And he has three cities. The waking, the dream, and the deep sleep. At will, the fellow goes from one to the other. So if one can penetrate this in one stroke and recognize that the waker, the dreamer, the deep sleeper, all are false. And the true one is only the awareness or the self which is unqualified, which is purely in the nature of sat or chit, existence and awareness. That's the only truth. And that this waking, dream and deep sleeper are nearly like the three cities from which this ahankara is passing from at will. When one sees this fact, meaning recognize the falsehood of the ahankara, when the ignorance goes, and then one recognizes the true nature. And this is comparable to killing that Tripurasura. Who is Tripurasura? The ahankara, the sense of individual ego. And he gets pierced or penetrated by the arrow of knowledge. <coughs> so, sthanatraya It's very simple that when I go from one city to the other, I'm not the city. So, waking is one city. I pass to another city called the dream. A third city called the deep sleep. That shows that I'm a traveler who is unconnected to these cities. And I am sthanatraya vetitrasya. I am the one who is different from all the three sthana or all the three states. <coughs> when I come to know the nature of myself as pure sat and chit or existence and awareness, punarjanmana vidyate, there is no rebirth. One doesn't have to be born again. Otherwise, birth is certain. If at the end of the age, when this body drops off, if still I am an ignorant person, and therefore still all these desires remain in me, Still my desires are not satiated. And such a, un, uh, such a dissatisfied person gives up this body. Definitely he has to take another body in order to fulfill all the remaining. Until all my desires are fulfilled. And when can I, what is my desire? My desire is to be limitless. And until that desire gets fulfilled, my journey will continue. That janma or this whole process of birth and death will continue. And when can I discover the limitlessness? When I discover that I, the self itself, is limitless. And so by this knowledge that I am limitless, all my desires are satisfied in one stroke. And there is no desire at all, and therefore no punarjanma or the rebirth. The idea is that by this knowledge of the self, one becomes free from the sense of limitation, the sense of bondage, and therefore all the desires. <coughs> And that liberation alone is described as Punarajanmana Vidyade. There is no rebirth for this person, meaning there is no embodiment, meaning no one and one does no more have to uh, experience the sense of limitation which embodiment brings about.
एतत् शरीरपातानन्तरं शरीरानन्तर प्राप्ति नास्ति इत्यर्थः मीनिंग आफ्टर द फॉल ऑफ दिस बॉडी वन डज नॉट टेक अप अनदर बॉडी अगेन द सेम आइडिया इज कन्वेड इन द वर्स 215 दिस वर्स आल्सो कम्स फ्रॉम कैवल्य उपनिषद द 214 वर्स केम फ्रॉम ए उपनिषद कॉल्ड ब्रह्म उपनिषद और आत्मबिंदु उपनिषद दिस वन कम्स फ्रॉम कैवल्य उपनिषद ृषुधाभोग्यंभोक्ताभोगश्चिन्मात्रोहदाशिवोहदाशिव त्रिषुधामसु यद्भोग्यं भोक्ता भोगस्य यद्भवेत त्रिषुधामसु अनलव धामा धाम इन सबोर्ड इन दिस थ्री अबोर्ड इन दिस थ्री सिटीज और इन दिस थ्री स्टेट्स नेमली वेकिंग ड्रीम एंड डीप स्लीप त्रिषुधामसु त्रिषु अवस्थानेशु यद्भोग्यं भोक्ता भोगस्य भवेत सी एवरी एक्सपीरियंस इज कैरेक्टराइज बाय दिस ट्रायड ऑफ द त्रिपुटी the experiencer the object of experience and the process of experiencing the seer the seen and the seen the knower the known and the knowing and thus every communication involves every experience involves these three factors the enjoyer the experiencer that is called bhokta the object of experience called bhogya and the transaction between the experiencer and what is experience called experience and that is called bhoga bhokta bhogya and bhoga bhokta the experiencer bhoga the object of experience and bhogya and bhoga the actual experience this three in fact constitutes our world what is our world what what is the total range of our world is nothing but this three the experiencer the object of experience and the experience that's all when this three is included the whole realm of existence <clears throat> so the question is in all these three states what is the object of experience bhogyam sthula pravivikta ananda swarupam as mandukya upanishad describes what is the nature of the objects that we experience in the waking state sthula or the gross objects what is meant by gross gross means those which are objectified by objectified by the organs of perception and so the shabda sparsha roop rasa gandha the sound and the touch and all these objects that we experience are called gross objects a waking state we experience all the gross objects and the experiencer is called vishva or the waker in the dream state we don't experience these gross objects we experience a different kind of objects and that is what the subtle objects projected by our mind so they are called sukshma sukshma means the subtle objects and the one who experiences them is called tejasa or the dreamer and then in the deep sleep what do we experience ananda or happiness in the deep sleep each one experiences happiness and the one who experiences that happiness in deep sleep is called pragnya or the sleeper so three kinds of objects are there waking dream and deep sleep three states 
gross, subtle and causal or the ananda, the three kinds of objects. And then three enjoy experiences are there, waker, dreamer and deep sleeper or vishva, tajasa and pragna. And threefold experiences are there, waking, dream and deep sleep. So understand that in, there are three states. In every state, there are series of experiences. Every experience involves three factors. The experiencer, the experience, and the experience. <coughs> Bhokta, Bhogya, and Bhoga. The waker, the gross objects, and the waking. The dreamer, dream objects, and dreaming. The sleeper, the sleep object, namely ananda or happiness, and sleeping. So this is a description of the three states. <coughs> so yascha bhokta vishvatayasa pragna rupaha. Yascha bhogaha tat anubhava rupaschayri ye vidyante. Tebhya sthana debhya vilakshanaha. Who am I? I am the one who is different from all these three. See the waking state for example. Who am I? I think that I am a waker. And what do I experience? The gross objects. And what's the nature of experience? Called waking. But who is that I? That I is different from the waker, the object, as well as the waking. The I is different from the experiencer, the object of experience, and the experiencing. Because that is the I that goes to dream. And there again, I'm different from the dreamer, the dream objects, and the dreaming. Because the same I goes to the deep sleep. And then again, I am different from the sleeper, the object of sleep, namely ananda, and the sleeping. So I is different from all these three. So, trishudham, so yad bhogyam, that which is object of experience, bhokta, the experiencer, and bhoga, the very experiencing. Tebhya the I is distinct from all these three. Who am I? Sakshi, or the witness. Chinmatra rupaha, I am of the nature of just witness awareness. As you said, he is called Sakshi. Sadashin matroham sadashivaha chin matraha meaning purely chit or awareness. I am that awareness which is a witness of all these three in the waking three factors in the waking, in the dream, in the deep sleep state. That chin matraha all the nature of pure awareness I am. Who am I? Sadashivaha. I am Sadashivaha. Sada, Shiva means what? Niratishe, Ananda, Rupatvena, Sarvada, Shohamanaha. Shiva, Shiva is Shohamanaha. That which is beautiful, that which is shining, or that which is effulgent. So I am that effulgent self, ever beautiful, ever shining, because Niratishe, Ananda, Rupatvena. What is the nature of that I? Ananda meaning happiness, Niratishe, Ananda unsurpassable or limitless happiness, a boundless happiness, which is awareness, that is what I am, and that alone is called Sadashiva. So Lord is called Shiva or Sadashiva, because Sada means ever, ever, ever auspicious, ever of the nature of joy, ever of the nature of happiness, <coughs> and ever, ever shining, ever beautiful, so ever shining, ever beautiful, ever joy or ever happiness I am, of the nature of awareness, distinct from the waking dream and the deep sleep worlds. Sohmanah Paramatmasti Sohamasmityartaha Thus one should constantly dwell, deliberate upon the self. So these mantras are very beautiful, quoted from the Upanishads, 
where one can just sit and meditate or contemplate. If you were to meditate upon, what can you meditate? All right, this is one thing. Who am I? Am I the one who is awake and thinking? I cannot be the thinker because if I am the thinker, I should always be thinking. But when I am asleep, I am not thinking. That shows that thinker also I am not. Am I a man or a woman? I cannot say that. Because in deep sleep, I don't have the awareness that I am a man or a woman. I am not aware of the gross body. Therefore, I cannot be the body. I cannot be the mind. Who am I? I am that awareness. That, cons- that informs all the three states. And what's the nature of that awareness? That never diminishes. That ever remains. That ever exists. So awareness, that is of the nature of existence. What's the limitation? What's the form of this awareness? Or existence? It doesn't have any form, doesn't have any boundary at all. And therefore, it is boundless. Meaning, it is complete. It is full. So existence, awareness, fullness, I am. This is the way one should constantly do anusandhanam. Constantly deliberate upon the nature of the self. <clears throat> this is what one has to do in order to make firm the distinction that really obtains between the self and the non-self. This is a way that we can abide in a knowledge that I is distinct from this body, mind or intellect. I is distinct from the waking, dream, the deep sleep. I am the one with awareness, existence, witness. Evam vivekena atma tattve asange nishchire sadi bhoktrutum kasyetyadaha Then therefore, what is atma tattva? What is the nature of the self? Asangaha, unconnected, unrelated, changeless, nirvikaraha. Nishchire sadi, when the nishchaya or that ascertainment comes, Bhoktrutum kasya. Therefore, that I which is Sadashiva, which is of the nature of existence, awareness, fullness, which is changeless, whichever persists, he cannot be called Bhokta or the enjoyer, as we said, because enjoyer or experience is the one who constantly undergoes change. And therefore, that I or the self cannot be experiencer. Then who is the experiencer? When the second fellow is left out, who is he? Chidabhasaha, or what we call the ego. So experience can be called the ego. But what's the content of ego, namely the awareness, that cannot be the experiencer. The ego, the chilabhasa can be called experiencer, all right, but not the I. This is what that ascertained knowledge comes. And that's what is said in the verse 216. Evam vivechite tatve, evam vivechite tatve, vijnanamaya sabditaha, Vijnanamaya sabdhitaha Chidabhaso vikariyaha Chidabhaso vikariyaha Bhoktrutvam tasya shishyade Bhoktrutvam tasya shishyade Evam vivechide tatve In this manner, tatve vivechide Vivechanam meaning viveka Thus constantly discriminating, separating Separating between the separation of the self and the non-self. Thus constantly one has to dwell upon this. And one has to see this fact or the distinction between the self and the non-self. One has to distinctly see this fact that the body, the mind, the intellect is a non-self and the self, the eye is just a witness. 
iti evam vivesite tattve, then tattva, the truth about the self is thus discriminated constantly. Vijnanamaya sabdhidaha yaha chidabhasaha vikari tasya bhaktutvam shishyade. Then since this self is not nirvikara or non, non changeless, therefore he cannot be he cannot be experienced or enjoyer. And therefore, who is enjoyer? Chidabhasaha. Vijnanamaya sabdhidaha. The self that is identified with Vijnanam, identified with the intellect. So who is the ego? Ego is nothing but the self identified with the intellect. Calling intellect as a self. Intellect is further identified with the mind. Mind is further identified with the senses. Senses are further identified with the body. Body is further identified with the possessions. And that is how the self gets identified with all these things because of the first identification with the intellect. Self of the Atma first gets reflected in the intellect and gets identified in the intellect because the intellect is I. That is where the I notion not that Ahankara, the sense of individuality is. Where is it? In the intellect. <coughs> Therefore, he is called Vijnana Maya, meaning one who is identified as Vijnana or the intellect. Or one who is reflected in the intellect. He is called Vijnana Maya or Chidabhasa, reflected consciousness also called ego or the I notion. He is vikari. He constantly undergoes change because this buddhi when it is reflected constantly changes. And therefore the reflection will change depending upon the reflecting medium. So what will be the nature of my reflection? That will depend upon the nature of the mirror. If I stand before a concave mirror, my reflection will be of one kind. If I stand before a convex mirror, my reflection will be of a different kind. In one I look very fat and chubby, other one I look very tall, you know, and just lean. So depending upon the nature of the mirror, the reflection appears to be different. And similarly also, as my buddhi or the intellect undergoes variety of moods and variety of changes, so also the reflected consciousness constantly changes, and therefore that chidabhasa is a vikari or subject to change. And therefore, who is a bhokta, who is experiencer or enjoyer, not the true self, who is sat and chit, existence awareness, but who is the enjoyer, the chidavasa, the reflected consciousness, which is what we call ego or the one who has a sense of limited individuality. He is bhokta, this is what our ascertained knowledge becomes. That the ego is a bhokta, ego is an enjoyer and not the I. Nanu chidabhasasya bhoktrutvangikare kasya kamayati vachaha bhoktru abhavavakshayati purvoktum vyahanyeda. Earlier you said that there is no enjoyer at all, there is no bhokta. And now you say that atma is not the bhokta, but chidabhasa or the ego is a bhokta. Then why did you earlier say there is no bhokta or the enjoyer at all? So earlier you said in the in the verse that bhoktur abhava, that when the Shruti says kasya kamaya, for the enjoyment of whom? When that is said, the intention there is that there is no enjoyer at all. So earlier you explained to us that the purpose of the statement of Shruti for whose enjoyment was in fact to deny the very enjoyer. And now you are saying that the chidabhasa or the ego is an enjoyer. Then you seem to be contradicting your own statement. Says Tasya Vachanasya Parmarchika Bhuktra Bhava Paratvam Vipratya. 
the author says, what we say it is, there is no bhokta of an enjoyer in a real sense. There is some kind of an enjoyer. There is some kind of an experiencer. And who is the experiencer? That experiencer is a notion. So that is a notional experiencer. That's why it's called chidabhasa. Tasya vachanasya paramarthika bhoktura bhavaparatum vipretya. That what we meant is, in a paramarthika or the real sense or the absolute sense, there is no experiencer. Because there is no individual. All there is in the reality is the self, which has no sense of individuality at all, which is free from any sense of individuality. And therefore this individual himself is false. And so one who calls oneself an individual, he brands himself as enjoyer, as experiencer, as happy, as unhappy and whatever. But that is only an abhasa or an appearance. So what we are saying is that experiencer that we seem to experience is an appearance and not the reality. <coughs> And so the next verse shows how that chidabhasa with a bhokta is mithya, is unreal. So that sense of individuality or the doer or the enjoyer is unreal. How is it so? That is being said in the verse 217. Śrute-ranubhavādapi, śrute-ranubhavādapi, indra-jālam jagat-proktam, indra-jālam jagat-proktam, tadantav-pātyayam yatah, tadantav-pātyayam yatah. Māyikoyam chidāvāsah, ayam chidāvāsah māyikah, mṛṣātmakah. Shrutehe jivesau abhasena karodi idi shrutehe. Says Upanishad says, or the scripture says that this jiva or this individual is maikaha, is a product of maya. Mrushatmakaha, there is no reality about him. What is the reality of the sense of individual? Is nothing but the kind of reality that a reflection has. Even though in a mirror you see a reflection, which appears to be a real person. But in fact, there is no real person there, it is just an appearance of person. And similarly also, I the individual being appears to be really there. I think that really I am, I am an ego, I am happy, I am unhappy, I am doer, I am enjoyer, that's what I think I really am. But I am only looking at reflection and evaluating myself. If I happen to look at myself in a concave mirror and find myself a fat entity and then conclude that I have become fat and start dieting. Or you look at yourself in a convex mirror and see yourself as a lean, tall fellow and you think that you become so slim and you start, you know, putting on weight and stuff like that. That should not be because what appears in the reflection mirror is only an appearance. He is not a true entity. And so also when I say that I am a doer, I am an enjoyer, I am happy or I am unhappy, how these conclusions have come? That doership, enjoyership, happiness, unhappiness, all of these are nothing but states of mind. And every state of mind reflects the consciousness itself. And therefore what I am looking at is my reflection or the reflected consciousness. And then, not knowing that it is false or a reflection, I brand myself as a doer or an enjoyer or happy or unhappy. So this doer or this enjoyer is a false entity. That's what earlier was discussed. Jeevesu abhasena karoti. This very maya only creates the appearance of jiva and ishwara. 
the individual as well as the Lord. Both of these are the concepts created by Maya. And so, in fact, what we call the jiva of the individual is a product of Maya, is an appearance, and therefore is false. Mrasat Magaham. Anubhavadapi, Anubhavadapi, Drastradi, Tritaya Madhyavartitvena, Anubhuyamanatvadapi, And by experience also I know that is enjoyed the false entity. Because if I were an enjoyer or an experiencer, as I said, or, or a limited ego, I should always have that sense of individuality, which will be said in the next verse, that I don't have that. And therefore, there is nothing consistent about me. Whatever is the truth about me must be consistent. When we say that honey is sweet, then honey is consistently sweet. In the morning also it is sweet, afternoon also sweet, evening also sweet, today also sweet, and tomorrow also sweet. Then we say that sweetness is the nature of honey. We say light is, brightness is the nature of sun. Heat is the nature of fire, because fire is consistently hot wherever it is. Sun is consistently bright whenever it is. What can I say about me that is consistent? There is nothing that I can say about me is consistent. Oh, Swami, I am happy. Oh, that just requires one moment. Next moment you say something to that person, unhappy. I am doing something for a moment. Next moment I am experiencing something, I become an enjoyer. There is nothing about me that is consistent. What can I call my nature? Nature is that which must be consistent. What is consistent about me? All I can say is, I am. That's what you can say. Nothing else is consistent. I am happy, I am unhappy, I am good, I am bad, I am... The Sat and Chit is the only consistent thing about me. And that alone should be called my nature. And so, Anubhavadapi, even from my, when I evaluate my experience, I realize that this whole waking creation, which consists of the three factors, bhokta, bhogya, and bhoga, the experiencer, the object of experience, and the experience, all these three are false, because all of these are part of this creation, which is maya or false. <coughs> How indrajalam jagat praktam tadev upapadedi shows by logic, Indrajalam jagat praktam Indrajalavat mithyabhute jagadi antarbhutatvat asyavi mithyatvam so This has been discussed any number of times in the past that the whole creation is Indrajalavat mithyabhutam Whole universe is like the, the magic show or like the creation of a magician. So how the creation of a magician to those who do not know that it is magic or to those who are under the spell of magic appears to be real and so also those who are ignorant, meaning under the spell of Maya, and do not know the secret of the nature of creation, believe that this creation is real, tangible, solid, absolute. Only when you start analyzing the nature of any object in the creation that you find out that every object reveals itself to be something else. And when you further penetrate, it reveals itself to be something else, and something else, and something else. And thus, whole universe ultimately turns out to be nothing but Mayakam or comparable to the creation of a magician. <coughs> that is not the experience of you and I, but Anubhuyate, Vidvadbhi. That is for the wise. So wise who have penetrated this, this Maya or the magic, 
So those who know the true nature, those who are not merely deceived by the appearance, those who me, whose, whose perception is not confined merely to the surface, but those who can penetrate beyond the surface and see the nature of the thing, they realize that this whole universe is an appearance. It's something else that appears to be the universe. They say the fourth dimensional reality. Even the scientists also know that the universe is an appearance, is a projection. Projection of what? What Einstein would call a reality of four-dimensional reality. What we perceive are three dimensions. And he talks about a four-dimensional or n-dimensional now they are talking about. So what we perceive is a projection of something else. This is clear even to the scientists. And therefore, this whole universe is what? Projection. That's why it is called Maikam, meaning created by Maya. Because like a shadow. Yasmat jagadantafpadi ityataham mrushayadi yojana. And therefore, whatever is there in this creation is Musha or is a projection, is unreal. The experiencer also is a part of this creation, projection. And therefore, he is also unreal. Of course, what is experience is creation. That is unreal. Experience also, the exper- objective experience, the experience and the experiencer, all of these three fall in the realm of creation. And as much as the whole creation is mithya or false, therefore the experiencer also is false. This is what is experienced also. By whom? By the wise. So wise people appreciate this fact that even the experiencer also is false. And of course, the Shruti of the Upanishad says that this, this whole creation, the experiencer, even the creator, all of these are nothing but the projections of Maya or the creative power. <coughs> Om Purnamadaf Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachyade Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnameva Vashishyade Om Shanti 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 Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Badarayanam Sutra Bhashya Krutavande Bhagavantau Punaf Punaha Ishvaro Gururat Medi Murti Bheda Vibhagine Vyoma Vadvyapta Dehaye Dakshina Murtaye Namaha Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Sri Guru Bhyo Namaha Hari Om